wellness for the hot mess. This is a podcast series where we talk all things holistic health and wellness from spirituality, money mindset, all of the good juicy things. I am Kristen and I am a holistic health and wellness coach as well as a trainer. And I'm Lexi Rodriguez. I'm a meditation and breathwork facilitator and I work with energetic embodiment. Wonderful. Well, welcome to the podcast, my friends. We've got a great episode for you today. So kind of a little mini episode. And I want to start off by saying this was definitely based off of inspiration from last episode with Amanda. We talked a little bit about spirituality towards the end of the episode. So you got to listen to the whole thing to get the juicy part. Um, but a big thing that came up in that episode was kind of reclaiming the term God and not having it to do immediately with Catholicism or the church. So we'll talk a little bit about that today. Um, and I do want to start this episode off by saying this, I think I can speak for Lexi and myself when I say this is both of our perspectives. Um, people listen to podcasts to get different opinions, different perspectives. So what we're saying is by no means, you know, set in stone facts. This is different opinions. It's our different views on something. Um, I guess people could say a very touchy topic. So just want to put that out there right away. But yeah, so welcome to the episode. It's going to get a little juicy, I think. I wanted to start off with my journey with religion, if that's cool with you, Lex. Yeah, please. And I think it's such a, I think this is such a beautiful expression because when two people and other people listening can be open to a conversation about something that can be triggering, right. but it's like triggering because of what? Right. It's because of our perspective. So if you are triggered listening to this, um, sit with it mm -hmm. and ask yourself what is triggering you about this com conversation right or left. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So I wanted to get deep into my journey with religion. I have a few notes that I'll be referring to here, but, um, I think it all stems back to, we hear the story all the time. I was growing up in a Catholic church. I went to Catholic school all the way from first grade through college. My college was Catholic. So I've been around the church for a very long time. Um, it was very standard church every Sunday until probably high school. And then the holidays were a little more important when schedules got busy with sports and things like that. I think a lot of what I grew up around with my parents in particular was probably a little of that Catholic guilt coming from them that they felt like they had to continue on, even though we all were all so crazy busy. But, you know, I think we had a lot of Catholic guilt in my family as we got older of what if we miss church this Sunday for Easter, like what's going to happen. And that kind of got a little tricky as my sisters and I grew up, my parents were pretty good with it though. They definitely didn't force anything, but they, they did kind of give that, you know, well, it would be really nice if you did come and it would be nice to go as a family type of thing. So yeah. definitely dealt with a lot of that. But as I kind of looked back on my time in the Catholic church, we'll get into all of it, but I think the first thing that comes up for me that was kind of, I want to say my red flag and Lexi and I kind of talked about this before we hopped on was how triggering certain parts of the rituals of Catholic church were for me. And the biggest one by far, I know there's going to be so many people that get a little bit of chills from this, but confession was yeah, confessions where it was almost like being forced to sit down at such a young age in front of a stranger 
you know, I, I did know our priests at our church, but a lot of people don't really aren't necessarily close with their priests there. So it was like sitting down. It's with, almost worse if you're close with them. Yes. Though, right. Like is. there's these, the double edged swords of this whole right. experience. Right. It really is. And it was like sitting down talking about these bad things, quote unquote, bad things that I do and having I'm to like, so triggered just talking literally. about <laughs> And then it's like, you're not only dealing with the shame and the guilt from that, but then you have to go sit down in front of all your people in class and bow your head and pray. And it, I don't know if you guys did this, but it was almost like you're watching how many prayers the person next to you is doing, like how bad was their confession? Totally. Yeah. So this is wild because just going back like this is, and I talked about disassociating, um, on my solo episode, but I, I believe that a lot of the things that triggered me within my Catholic religion, we will fast forward to like how we've developed our, our relationship with spirituality and religion now, because Mm -hmm. it's not all bad, but Mm -hmm. all the things that triggered me in the past, I definitely do think I disassociated from them. I think I definitely made up some shit that I thought was bad to go to confession. And I will say, I only went to confession a few times because I would tell my mom, no, yeah. I like never told my mom no, but I remember being like, I'm not going. I was a young, I was young. I was probably yeah. like in the fourth grade. And I remember being like, mom, like, is this insane or are yeah. you insane? Yeah. I remember being like, I am not going to kneel in front of this man. I don't know. And tell him that I lied to you about doing video, playing video games past 10 PM. Like, first of all, our parents were doing their best, but second of all, I like, what can, what bad can a fourth grader be doing to where if they didn't go confess, they would quote unquote, go to hell. But then they put this in our bodies and they put this in our minds that I was doing something so bad, like maybe stealing a chocolate from the grocery store. Right. And I, I find, and since confession wasn't for two more weeks, I live my two weeks of my life in this angst about stealing a fucking chocolate right. from Abco. That, <laughs> Abco. Yes. As you're saying that, I just had like a whole revelation thought in my brain of like, <laughs> how different it would have been growing up if we were taught to just immediately come to our parents and talk to them about things rather than sit on it and wait until confessions. And I just remember thinking like this whole entire ritual of going to confessions was a full body anxiety attack for me. I just remember being so young and so worked up. Like you would get your calendar for the month or the, whatever it was the week. And it was like Friday, 2 PM confessions for the grade. And I just remember seeing that on like a Monday and like sweating and just being like, I, how do I get out of school? I don't want to go. It was full body fear. And it's, we were so young. It's so crazy to think back on those things that have manifested now. You know, I, I'm almost more scared as an adult now to admit when I'm wrong, <laughs> because I'm like, it's yeah. that working up to it. And I think, yeah, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. This is all so opinion-based, but it's almost like when I was younger, had I known what I know now, I would have rather been like to my parents, you know, rather than me confessing my sins to a priest, how about I come to you first and we work through it together and it never like working that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe I talk to a therapist that can actually (laughs) see, like they can actually be like, Oh, you're just a little kid that's mischievous or defiant or not 
focused on whatever it is, like the, the assignments that your mom is giving you at home or whatever right. it is. Right. Right. Um, it could be so many things, or I could say, Hey, your kid is a little bit off or mm -hmm. angry, or there's some type of chemical imbalance in their brain. And now we can move forward with the healing process. There are a few things that came up when you were talking about like how triggering this can be from a nervous system practitioner yeah. perspective. This is so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And and this is, yes, my opinion, but when you're put in a overactivated state and you either aren't seen in that state and no one is there to regulate your nervous system, um, that becomes either big T or little T trauma. That is trauma. Trauma is when you're overactivated in an unhealthy state and you can't come back to balance. And I think I probably didn't sleep at night a lot, not just because of confession, but because of thinking about things that I did and fast forward to being a teenager in the, in the eye of God, the God that I thought I was living under at that time, I was going straight to fucking hell. Right. Like think about premarital sex. That's something I'm actually healing still to this day yeah. is the shame that I held and a hold in my womb space, which is supposed to be the most magical, sacred space in a woman. Think about the guilt and the shame that even men hold because they were told if you have sex before marriage, like you are going straight to fucking hell. Right. And, and this again, trigger warning for this conversation. But I think that that had a big big play in the way I was sexually with, with men, mm. because I had to do my own exploration. Like I was never allowed, we spoke about this, but this was something that was good out of being Catholic. My mom, I was never on birth control. Um, and because my mom didn't believe in it because she didn't want anything to alter like the process. And if mm. I got pregnant, right. that was God's will, right. but heaven forbid I wasn't married. Right? right. So it's like, is it God's will or is it not? I'm not on birth control. It was just very contradictive and very confusing as a developing human. The first thing that comes to my mind when you say contradictive is that was kind of, I could go on, I don't want to sound rude, but I could go on for days about how many red flags I experienced in the Catholic church. But the biggest one for me was the contradiction between when we're reading this Bible and we're being taught to follow these rules and these commandments, some of them we follow to a T others, mm -hmm. not so much. So it's like, for me, I, as I was growing up, I was like, who decides that we follow this one to a T perfectly, but this one is kind of like, not the literal sense they're talking in a, in a different sense. So that I think as I grew older and started to realize what spirituality was to me, that was kind of my tipping point was these rituals are so contradictive. Some we're doing, some we're not, mm. some are purposeful, some aren't. And I was just like, how is this religion based off of thousands and thousands of years to this day, still a thing for me. And that was the biggest yeah. red flag. Yeah, it's crazy. So I think back at just a lot of different um, situations that were not, they did not feel good in my body about religion. My mom's mom was Catholic. They grew up 
Catholic, um, Catholic school. My mom was a catechism teacher at Sunday school, all of the above. My dad's mom was a Jehovah witness practicing Jehovah's witness. Like it was the polarity of the religious energy in the room was extreme. My mom and my dad's mom, my grandma used to, they loved each other and they could have conversations, but it was always about religion. Mm. They would always be chatting about Catholicism versus Jehovah's witness. And I didn't really understand Jehovah's witness, but I was a little girl. And I did understand that my cousins on that side of the family didn't celebrate any holidays, but we did. Right. And so my dad definitely had religious trauma growing up. And now like being trauma informed, I can go, I can say that. And I can look back and see why my dad was so triggered with church. Mm -hmm. So it was always a fight in the house about like my mom and my dad not agreeing on when we were going to church or if we were going to church or why we were going to church. And it just, it really just doesn't sit well in my body. And what I think is so not religion in general, but the experience I had with tense religion, like just the energy of tense religion and crazy that I do what I do now in the spiritual space. But I really truly think how, like I spoke on my solo episode, I really truly think that God was like, God, Alexis, I fucking see you. Yes, God says fuck. I fucking see you. And I know you have a big heart. And I don't want religion or spirituality to be like this for you forever. So I'm going to bring you to this like beautiful state of healing with spirituality Mm -hmm. and with religion. So you can come to terms with your whole fucking childhood because otherwise what was life. Right. And I'm in such a great place now with it because I do believe in God. I do believe in angels. I do believe in all the Holy spirit. And I do believe in Mary. And there are people that don't even believe in saints or archangels or whatever, but I do. And I, I, um, I don't know what the word I'm thinking of, but I do believe in all of those things. And I'm proud that I believe in all of those things. And the reason I believe in angels, Mary, all of the saints, all of this like magical support that we have as humans is because of my Catholic religion. Right. So it's this, like, I'm so glad I was exposed to that because if I was 33, And all of a sudden someone was like, have you heard of Michael, the archangel? You know, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, no crazy, but I'm like, yeah, of course I have. I prayed to him every day. Right. Right. Yeah, it is. It's such a um, journey throughout finding what works for you. And I think I experienced when I drifted away from the Catholic church a little bit, just based off of all of the red flags and the feelings, my body, I was getting, I kind of dipped into then a Catholic uh, Christian church. And I was kind of going to these services that were a little different. Um, there would be pastors there and it was a lot of singing and beautiful music, which I loved. It was a good space for me to turn my brain off for an hour and kind of listen to the word. And what I liked about the Christian church was these pastors were married, they had families and they were taking the word from thousands of years ago and putting it into modern terms, which was nice for me because mm-hmm. then I could understand what was happening. And then even then I felt very deep connection to that. I still found myself 
coming out on the other side being like, something still didn't fit right for me. And that was my journey throughout religion to getting to now where the term spirituality feels so much better than religion mm -hmm. and bringing mm -hmm. back, we'll talk a little bit about bringing back the term God and Jesus and things like that. But, um, one thing I definitely noticed when I was coming to terms with being comfortable in spirituality is I like practicing spirituality and I consider what I believe in and pray to spirituality, because for me, spirituality is the lack of rules and the lack of rituals. There's no specific time or date or thing you have to do to be on this religious spiritual path. There's no things performed that you have to do in order to be like so pure and holy. All of the things that kind of set apart Catholicism, Christianity, church, religion, all of that, that set apart for spirituality for me was just, you don't have to do something to have faith. You don't have to be someone to have faith. It's all inside of you. And it's the internal conversations that matter. And it's the believing in a higher power that wants good and wants you to be good and do good and kind of bring good into the world. And at the end of the day it was just what felt good for me. I think if something feels good for you and that's the Catholic church, that's good for you. If something feels good for you and it's Jehovah's witness, that's good for you. Mm -hmm. For me, it was mm -hmm. the moment I was able to let go of structure and this like tight hold on rituals and just kind of yeah. hone in on having faith and believing I had faith and knowing that there was a higher power, even though I didn't have a book that explained the whole thing. That for me was why I was like, this feels good. Like, I know there's a higher power. I know there's someone I'm mm. talking to, someone I'm walking with and talking with, but it's, it's no pressure to have to put, you know, the person of God dying on a cross and then going to church every Sunday and, you know, talking about that. So that for me was kind of like yeah. the evolution. And that's where the term God came back into my life. And I'm curious what came to me when you were talking was your journey coming back to such a spiritual place and being a spiritual leader and working in spirituality. When you were coming to this career path, were there a lot of thoughts of what is it going to be like now that I had this entire Catholic upbringing and now I'm kind of pivoting to something mm -hmm. new? Did you ever feel like kind of torn in your own beliefs? Mm, that's such a good question. And, and my energy right now in this moment has completely changed since I was like, since literally 10 minutes ago. And I was like, I am so triggered just hearing <laughs> you speak. My nervous system completely like chill. Right. I felt so good. I felt like warm in my stomach about just you saying you just have the support system of a higher power that is there to allow you to be yourself and to allow you to be safe and explore life with, with that support. But thank you for asking me that question, because it's like, I always knew I would do what I'm doing because mm -hmm. I res like, I respected, I respected being Catholic. I was proud of being Catholic. I am proud that I am Catholic, right? I will still go to church here and there, uh -huh. but why I'm not triggered anymore about my mom saying, Hey, do you, do you mind going to church with me when you're in town? Of course I will, but it's because I'm in there and I feel God and yeah. I'm grounded in who I am. And I'm very connected to spirit and angels and guides, right? So I, it's like, now I know what's real mm -hmm. and not that it's fake, but I know that it is real. I know that it is real, but it's not as extreme as it's written. Right. So I like when I got certified um, and started studying Reiki healing, that was something 
Well, and my mom has come a long way. I wish you guys, I wish I, I could even go back to the moments that I was like, ha, like having to have these conversations with her about how connected I am to God, like telling her I am, I am so connected to God in a way that I can't even describe. I pray every night, right? I, and instead of her being triggered by not being connected to the every Sunday God, I feel like it brought us closer together. And I have chills because my mom is a devoted fucking woman. She's Mm -hmm. devoted, she's loyal, and she is committed to being a good person. Mm -hmm. So she is a good example of someone who just wants to be good. She just wants to be love and light and supportive of people around her. And to do that, And to do that, what she knew was church, right? Right. So that's what she knew. Mm -hmm. There was not these nuanced spiritual courses and classes and ways to connect with your spirit outside of religion back then. There just wasn't right. So as I gained perspective, Mm -hmm. I was able to hold her in her perspective better. Mm -hmm. And that brought us closer together because if this pushed us apart, I would have to do some work to not allow it to, if this, if me, if me expanding into my spirituality to become a spiritual teacher and coach pushed me Mm -hmm. and my mom apart, it wasn't for me anyways. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in it, right? So the fact that it has brought us closer together is more evidence that God is real and God is like, nah, you guys are gonna get closer because of me. Mm-hmm. I do realize there's some messiness going on in the world being expressed about me, but I am love. You two are love. You are all love. Even my grandma, like she showed up at my wedding. It wasn't in a church. She wasn't happy. And she hurt my fucking feelings a few times for for, for sure planning the fucking wedding. I cried at least two times because she was talking shit to me, but, but she showed up and she was happy. And we had, um, we had a statue of the Virgin Mary Mm. on the altar. We did the unity candle ritual. We, that's the thing is it's not about it's not about the religion, the practices that felt good in my body, we incorporated them. Mm. I mean, really the only one that doesn't feel good in my body is fucking confession. And that's probably because I was a badass kid. Right. Right. Oh, the thing I just wrote down in all bold, when you were saying that, um, what works for you and what doesn't it's religion and faith and spirituality should never be one size fits all. You know, that's, that's kind of the term for me. And I think sitting here now, people listening to this, there might be a lot of questions of people thinking that's exactly how I feel and what next. And I want to give a little glimpse into my journey that could be helpful because again, I don't think it's one size fits all. I think we all come to this place of being self-aware and you're spiritual based off of things that happen in your life. For me, what triggered it and diving deep into it was a breakup. And I needed something to lean on because I didn't have that person Mm -hmm. anymore. And what I did end up finding was just a different view of spirituality. And for me, it was a lot of, again, like I said, internal dialogue and internal conversation and reading different books from different people who practice different 
religions and people who talk about spirituality. I went so deep into read books about Buddhism. And I feel like I just really Mm -hmm. opened my own mind to so many different religions that it was kind of like a melting pot in my head. And I was like, so there is one thing we all have in common and that's a higher power. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, love, which is the higher power. And then at the end of the day, I think I did circle back with being okay, which we talked about in the last episode with Amanda, which kind of sprung this conversation, but I am okay now using that term God again, because for me, I've detached it from the Bible and Mm -hmm. confessions and communion and all of those things to now, just like you said, love, it is love. He's love. And he walks with me and he's with me every day. He's not someone who's above me judging me. It's you know, and it doesn't even have to be a guy. It can be universe for you. It can be an angel. Um, so for me getting to that point was just a lot of internal dialogue, a lot of meditation coming down and sitting with my journal and just seeing that what I wanted to do and be was better and to love better and to be a better person. And that's kind of where I came to my spiritual game and that's where I ended. So I'm curious Mm -hmm. how you got there. Cause I'm sure there are a lot of people who are like, well, I feel that way, but how do I get to your point where you feel so confident in your spirituality? Cause again, it's, it's hard to Mm -hmm. paint. It's hard to paint a picture. Yeah. For me, I don't think, right. It is. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. It's hard to paint a picture. Like I, I just sat with that question and for me, I guess it came from proving that my theories and my feelings and my intuition, even as a young kid, were always right. And not that they were wrong, but that I can still be embodied in God form Mm -hmm. as a, as a loving human, even though I don't go to church every single Sunday, right. I could even be even more embodied in it. And for me, as I like graduated, um, high school and moved out of the house, we, me and my best friend Kailana would still go to church and we found a church that we really liked. Right. It wasn't like that. I was done with church and I never went back. I've still consistently gone to church every holiday. We go to church. If I'm ever in town, we go to church. So it wasn't that I fell off and came back. It was that I just more, I became more embodied in my expression that I am God and God is love Mm -hmm. and something huge that did that for me or that aided in the support of that belief was I started studying under the modern mystery school. And this is a whole nother episode, but the modern mystery school is based off of hermetic teachings. Mm -hmm. Hermetic teachings are very spiritual. Hermetic teachings go back to like King and queen days and um, to learn about it. I felt so connected to it because of Catholicism. Yeah. Right. So, and so my first weekend training, people are so funny because some people listening, like look up the modern mystery school. It's so fucking rad. It's so, if you are even feeling any inspiration from this conversation, I highly suggest taking some of their classes because it's spirituality based off of tradition, but tradition is a very grounded foundation to walk on if you can continue to be yourself in the same breath. Right. Um, so this was just probably a couple of years ago. I went to this, it's a two day, it's a two day uh, 
like immersion. And they teach you all about what they teach in the modern mystery school, which is this hermetic um, tradition. And they call it a tradition. They say, in our tradition, we do this rather than in our religion. They don't call it a religion. And what I really loved was the woman that invited me to come because they, it used to be like where you really had to be invited. And wow. they would like back in the hundreds of years ago, the modern mystery school, this is the only modern mystery school that still exists um, from thousands and thousands of years ago. But long story short, the woman that invited, like, I was like, I don't know, I, I guess I'll fucking do this. I just would have been studying Reiki and I was just like, whatever. And Smitty was just like, okay, babe, send me the address. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right, I was like, right. go into this thing. It's eight hours, two days on the weekend, eight hours, you go and you learn. Um, and I wouldn't have been drawn to this if it wasn't for being Catholic. Right. So long story short, the woman that invited me I was so connected to her. I just felt so drawn to her. She was my age. She had tattoos. She was like wow. a DJ, just cool girl from San Diego. Um, her mom was there to be, it's called the initiation. Her mom was there wow. to be initiated. And um, we all shared a little bit about ourselves. Her mom was holding space and uh, was already initiated. So she was holding space for the new initiates. Hmm. Her mom had a very similar story to my mom and her mom still is Catholic, right. still practices Catholicism. And her mom said that they grew up Catholic. And when Vanessa, the woman wanted, we'll have to have her on, she'll come on. Yeah. Vanessa, the woman who invited me started exploring uh, this hermetic tradition, the mom was like, same kind of like, what are you doing? Is this the cult? Like, this is weird. But so the mom started going to classes just to learn more about it. And the mom felt very safe in what she was learning because it's just tradition, right? It's tradition where the one piece that you're all connected to is love mm. and what they taught me which I already knew but what hit hard and I was like oh I'm in bring me all the religion <laughs> right bring me everything was you are love you are God when you can start looking at yourself like you would look at this God this higher up that has so much power and and light and magic floating out of their system that's when your life will change when you can start looking at other people like they are God, that's when there will be world peace. I know. I didn't even know that was going to come out of me. <laughs> but it, yeah, geez. that's so beautiful. I have full body chills. It's that's putting the perfect kind of bow on this conversation that sit down with yourself and ask yourself, how do these rituals, traditions, how do they make you feel and take what feels good for you? Again, this is not one size fits all. I hope that is something you learned from this episode is I don't consider myself how I was when I was in grade school, going to church every Sunday, reading the Bible, whatever, but I still love to go sit in a beautiful, quiet church and close my eyes for 30 minutes and just enjoy that feeling of safe and warmth and welcome do I necessarily go to church? No, but I do love to go sit in the church, whatever that means, whatever that looks like to me. Do I love to talk to God at night in my prayers? Yes. Even though I'm not considering myself kind of that Catholic girl I grew up as I've picked and I've chosen the things that feel good to me, the things that make me feel love, the things that make me feel safe. And I've kind of brought them into my own type of belief system and spirituality. So I think 
you know, it's, it's not one size fits all. You have to pick and choose what feels good to you and bring those into your practice. And I think that's kind of how you shape your spirituality. Cause like you said, you went to school for this thing and did study these, all these different things, but you know, you're dyslexia at the end of the day, you're not letting that define yeah. you, which is where I think we get lost in religion and church and all of the things. But if you can take anything away from this episode, it's you are valid in your questions, especially when it comes to religion. And it's okay to explore. It's okay to keep th- some things, drop other things and kind of, it's kind of like a rainbow religion, a little bit, a little bit of everything. Well, totally. And with anything, it's like yeah. with anything, watching the fucking news or reading a book or like there people can write, anybody can write a book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. anybody can write a book. Right. And if you have no foundation and, or sense of who you are and your true essence, when you read those words, they're going to become you. Mm-hmm. And then that's when life's going to get weird because you're going to be embodying this like knowledge that isn't really flowing with your essence. Right. So it's thinking about what you're really doing and your intention behind what you're doing and what you're learning. Like, what is the intention behind your connection with God? Is it because you're afraid? Well, then you're probably afraid for another reason. And you need to go handle that before you can truly connect with God. Mm. So, so good. So, so good. I think that was the perfect kind of cap on this episode. And if this related to you, or if you have a friend in your life who you think could gain something from this conversation, maybe even a parent, if you're trying to put into words, how you're feeling, this could be a great episode to share with them. So please share, leave a comment or review. We are always open to new topics, new conversations. I don't think anything's off limit for either of us. So Mm-mm. please slide into the emails, our DMS, whatever it is, you can always leave a comment on Apple podcasts and we're happy to talk all the things. So thanks for hanging out with us today. And we hope this episode helped you in any sort of way. And we'll see you next Sunday. Yeah.